Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Coming to you guys as the Nationals walk off on the Philadelphia Phillies, three to two in the nation's capital. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Matt Wyrick from Federal Baseball and Ryan McFadden, who covered tonight's game for us. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. Goes to the tenth inning, tied up at two. John Mar Gomez, who lost his closer job after he faced the Nationals last week in Philadelphia, comes out for a second inning of work. Bryce Harper just absolutely tears into a changeup, I think, or a slider they had on the big board up here. But game day disagreed with them. Uh, line drive to right to get the potential winning run on there. Daniel Murphy comes up next, battles with Gomez, hits an opposite field double to left, just drops it into the corner there. Really well hit by Murphy there. Harper just absolutely blazing around the bases, comes around to score, and the Nats get a walk-off win. Uh, Dusty Baker was asked after the game if he is surprised by anything he sees from Daniel Murphy at this point. Uh, he said, you're not really surprised. You're never overly impressed with Murphy because you see it day in and day out. You don't take it for granted, but you realize that this guy is one of the best hitters in the world. A uh, 10-game hit streak, another multi-hit game. I think that's his eighth or ninth out of uh, 10 games so far this season. So we see this on an everyday basis for two years now, but you still are impressed with what you see from Daniel Murphy every day, Matt. Or Ryan, I'm sorry. Man, I'm telling you right now, it's it's fun to watch Daniel Murphy. It is so fun to watch. He hits the ball so well, and, and like it's and the, and the situation of Tiffin and like I, there was nothing you could suspect from him. Like this is a typical that was a typical Daniel Murphy at bat, and it was exciting. The the crowd was amazing when uh, when he hit the when he hit the double. And what, what better way to um, hit a walk off double on 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 your bobblehead night? <laughs> Perfectly timed there, Matt, right? Daniel Murphy yeah. just coming up big again. Uh, he really just uh, – Dusty Baker said afterwards, uh, he read an article about uh, Murphy recently where he said Tony Gwynn is his favorite hitter for a lefty with a swing like that. You really can't have a better idol than him, but just continues to impress and continues to come up with big hits for the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, he's just been – what an insane signing by Rizzo. I mean, taking a chance on him after the last offseason. Um but I, mean, I was frankly the most surprising thing to me was the fact that Gomez was still in there. I mean, you got two lefties coming in, two of the best the left best lefty tandem in baseball, in my opinion. Um, with Gomez, who's struggled in the past, barely got through that inning after walking Eaton. So I don't know. That was that was a strange move by Mackinnon. Yeah. Yeah. Doghouse is apparently joining us too. I know you only caught the last few innings there, Doghouse. Uh, we were complaining on Twitter that they were. Nationals were uh, doing the wave, Nationals fans in the crowd. I, I know you're part of the band, the wave movement, but eventually came through for the Nationals. They didn't come through in the ninth when they had an opportunity, but Daniel Murphy comes up big again and pleases the wave-loving fans in the nation's capital. Oh, kill the wave, kill the wave. I have to say, at least it seemed like they were doing it uh, while the opposing team was pitching, so uh, <laughs> it's less bad that way. But uh, I just gotta gotta glom onto what everyone else is saying here about uh, Murphy being, uh, you know, Rizzo points ahead, laughs at at idiot doghouse who's against this signing. Uh, what what a guy, what a game, what a finish. Um, hey man, it's your bobble day. <laughs> A little bit overshadowed in all of this, Ryan, is the fact that uh, Steven Strasburg put together another seven yeah. start. That's three in a row. He's gone seven. Dusty Baker sent him back out for the seventh at 98 pitches. He goes up to 111, but limits the Phillies to those two runs, and the bullpen came up big, too. Uh, kept it where it was, but Strasburg with another really solid start. 
Yeah, it was it was a great outing for Strasburg, especially when on a national down two one, he was able to keep the team in the in the game, not allowing any more runs and allowing the Phillies to get into any more momentum, and that which allowed the um Nats to make that rally. And he also got credit the bullpen, who's been struggling as of late to um only give up one hit um, through three innings with Coda Glover, Bates Ryder, and Sean Kelly. Yeah, it was really impressive adding by the bullpen. Dusty Baker talked about that afterwards. Said our bullpen finally looked like his bullpen, but. Uh, Matt, going back to uh, Steven Strasburg, quickly uh, send him back out for the seventh at 98 pitches. Dusty Baker says, we were discussing it. Strats really wanted it, and it wasn't hot out. It was cool. It was the first time I've seen Strats break a sweat, and he was sharp from the beginning, sharp with the breaking ball, sharp with location on his fastball. Uh, second start in a row, he's gone over 100 pitches, 111 this time out. Were you surprised they sent him back out there for another inning in the seventh? Uh, Dusty has never shied away from pushing his pitches to the limit. I mean, that's pretty well documented. I wasn't too surprised to see him out there. And, I mean, Strauss has shown uh, over the past couple of years that he wants the ball in that seventh inning, 98 pitches. Um, he's Yeah, he had the Tommy John a long time ago. But at the same time, this is this is an older Strasburg. This is one who, who knows his limits, I think, uh, and trusted himself enough, and Dusty trusted him enough to send him out there. And I'm glad they did because he definitely came through. <laughs> Doghouse, is there any doubt in your mind when Murphy hits that one out to the left that Bobby Sendley's sending Bryce Harper home there? Uh, they got Howie Kendrick out there and left, not the strongest arm in the outfield, but looked like uh, Henley waited and see, saw where he was when Harper hit third and then really feverishly waved him around there. Uh, wasn't even close at the plate. And mob scene at the plate afterwards. Jason Worth hugging Harper on top of the plate. A great scene in the nation's capital and a great send in hindsight. Yeah, that, that play would have had to have been a lot closer. Well, I, I, I'm not sure there's any circumstance under which uh, Henley doesn't send him there, um, even if it's right at the you know, right at Kendrick. But as as it was, that that ball got pretty far into the corner. Uh, Kendrick was playing deep for no doubles, so he's able to get in front of it. Uh, but even so, he's far enough back and doesn't have the best arm. So uh, you know, Har- Harper's quick enough and got a, a decent enough jump on that that. Uh, you know, as you said, it wasn't really that close. And, and a wonderful capper, uh, especially as, as you mentioned, the, the bullpen had a nice bounce back. I'm going to call that a comeback. I don't care if they were already there. Uh, this, this is what we optimistically expected out of the bullpen uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, not what we've seen in their, their recent performance. You know, a, a good outing. Only uh, only one walk, despite the, the absurd strike zone that uh, they were putting out today. I'm, I'm looking at the strike zone plot in front of me now and just shaking my head. Uh, a, a, a good night, good send, good bullpen work. Uh, a, a nice nice way to start the weekend. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd gotten a chance to look at that, or I would have definitely asked you about the strike zone because uh, hitters and pitchers alike were unhappy with uh, who was the home player yeah. tonight. Dan Dan Bellino's strike zone out there, but. Matt, you, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan, you, you mentioned it previously. Doghouse mentioned it as well. Coda Glover, one scoreless inning, one strikeout. Blake Trinan puts two on but gets a double play to get out of the inning there. Sean Kelly with a really nice frame, two Ks. He ends up getting the win, kind of snuck in there at the end and got the win. But it, this is what the Nationals obviously expected from their bullpen. It's been shaky the first couple of weeks, but uh, important for these guys to get it going and nice to see them go out of there and kind of pick up the team and carry them until the Nationals could get the offense they needed. Yeah, I feel like I think this maybe this is the type of game I feel like maybe the jump start for the bullpen where we're going to see a, like a lot more better 
a lot more success from the Nats ballpark. I think sometimes you, it's always that one game that kicks that um, that jumps that kicks everything going. I think this was this could be the game. Speaking of getting going there, Matt, Anthony Rendon finally gets on the board, lives up to his nickname of Tony Two Bags, his first extra base hit of the year earlier in the game, uh, knocks in a run as well, two for five on the night, still batting 171 early this season. But uh, Dusty Baker talked about the stats last April weren't very good. He completely picked it up the rest of the year, ended up having a solid year. So not too worried about Rendon not hitting, as we talked about the other night, but good to see him get on the board here. Yeah, of course I write a column about how he's struggling and should be demoted and go get two hits. But, um, I mean, he, he's Tony. I, like I said in the column, I, I fully expect him to have a great year this year. I think he's just going through a bit of a slump. So it was good to see him uh, get those two hits. And, I mean, if he's producing in the number two spot, I have no problem with him hitting there for the rest of the season. So I guess up and down the lineup, there were hits tonight. Uh, Adam Eaton, shockingly, uh, came up empty 0 for 4 in the night. A walk, though, so we'll give him that. But three Ks, a really nice catch earlier in the game. I don't know if you caught that because I know you're late getting to the game. But uh, slammed into that uh, out-of-town scoreboard a lot harder than I've ever seen anyone do it, but made a great catch there to save some trouble for Strasburg. But uh, hits up and down the lineup, like I said, 2 for 5 from Rendon. Harper, 1 for 4. Murphy, another multi-hit game, 2 for 5. Zim, 1 hit. Worth, 1 hit. Weeders, 1 hit. Even Defoe gets into the action. And even with uh, out Trey Turner in this lineup, without Steven Drew, uh, Wilmer Dipo at the end of it, it's still a long and difficult lineup for opposing teams to get through. Yeah, Nolan was actually having a pretty good game there. Uh, but, you know, still the Nats were, were making some solid contact against him, even when they, they, they weren't getting hits, and ended up getting a lot of hits, being patient, working some walks. This is this is the Nats lineup we always thought we were going to get. You know, the last uh, two or three seasons, you, you had that long, deep lineup. You know, we're looking at, like, Ramos batting seventh or eighth, thinking, my gosh, look at this lineup. It's going to be great. You know, and then two days later, three people are hurt and someone else is underperforming and, uh, you know, it's just awful. But so far, while this lasts, this is the next lineup we always hoped that we'd see. And now we're seeing it. Enjoy it while we have it, kids. (laughs) Going outside of this game a little, I want to talk to each of you about Joe Ross. Uh, one run on six hits and seven innings pitched versus the Pawtucket Red Sox. That's, he's pitching in AAA at this point. That was his second start there. Uh, Rizzo, and Bago, Rizzo and Mike Rizzo and Dusty Baker both talked about him coming back a little later in this month. But uh, you add Joe Ross to this rotation, they're, they're able to skip him a little bit here, kind of manage his innings down in the minors. But when he comes back, you throw him at the end of this rotation with the way the starters are going now. Uh, Outside of that start by Jeremy Guthrie, the starting pitching has been really good for the Nationals, and uh, they haven't had Joe Ross as part of that rotation yet, Ryan, and they're going to be getting him back soon, which just just makes this team even stronger. Yeah, it makes them even stronger. The way that I love the way the Nationals starters have been pitching, especially I I like the way Gio pitched in his last in his last starting a good quality start, and then that's one thing I think will make that the Nats, um starting rotation even stronger if Gio can have consistent good outings. I think last year we've seen a lot of inconsistent outings. Um, I mentioned before um, how you like you've seen him give up, give up a lot of walks. Uh, never couldn't pitch um, through the seventh inning. So I think adding if Gio can stay consistent and adding Ross, this like last year is one of the best um, rotations in all of baseball. 
Matt getting Joe Ross back here is kind of tough for him probably, but he did struggle with that shoulder injury. Do you think it's a good uh, idea in the end for the Nationals to have backed him up a little bit and keep him down in the minors where they can be careful with what they're doing and not really worry about the results and just kind of stretch him out and get him ready for a full season? Yeah, definitely. I mean, those are low-stress innings. Uh, you hear Max Scherzer talk a lot about how there are different types of pitches and how um, those high-leverage innings where you've got a runner on second and third and one out and you're throwing out of the stretch the whole time. I mean, Ross Cruz through that start, and even then it's a triple-A game, so there's not as much stress involved. So I think that was good for him, push back that start. I mean, he's still a young guy. He barely uh, no, nowhere near 200 innings last year or anywhere in his career. So giving him a little bit of extra time to get started. I mean, this, this is a kid with a lot of potential. He's kind of the forgotten man in the Trey Turner trade. Um, he's definitely got a high ceiling and someone who can be part of this rotation for a long time. So I think he has a good year if uh, – if everything goes right with the injuries. Doghouse, have you gotten a chance to look at the WPA graph for this game yet? <laughs> uh, I, I have, and you you will entirely believe who the big winner was today. Uh, of course, it was Daniel Murphy, but not by as much as you think you might think. Uh, there was a lot of Rendon put in a good showing since uh, since he got that double in there to tie the game and. Uh, the relievers, of course, all, all, all put in some pretty good scores. I just got to say, uh, like like the other guys were, were mentioning, when, when Ross comes back, this is going to be a nice, solid rotation. He's not a superstar, but if Joe Ross is your fifth pitcher, you got a pretty good rotation. Dusty Baker said today, too, he wants to uh, kind of push his way out of that fifth spot, so he's not the one getting skipped going forward. And tough matchup sometimes when you're in that fifth spot. Other teams are skipping starters and missing days, and you end up going against the number one. So Baker said he wants to see him kind of step up and take the next step and really push his way forward in this rotation because he's going to be around for a long time, still only 23, 24. So Nationals have a lot of uh, success right now, have some bright future coming forward. Matt Knightley, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Ryan McFadden, Matt Wyrick, Doghouse, all calling in. A nice show here. We'll wrap it up. at a 15-minute mark. We're trying to hit that mark as much as possible. Tomorrow, 105 start, odd start on the Saturday, 135 on Sunday. But tomorrow, it's Helixon versus Roark in the second or three with the Phillies. Talk to you guys after tomorrow night's game. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Talk to you later. Go Nats. Night, fellas.